Blog Talk Radio. There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an Asian, see how many Asians you can find in American prisons. They ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't, blacks don't have any businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Blacks won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourself up. I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out. Understand the nature of race, which is economics. If you, if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry, and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And, it's a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces 12 to 13 times for at least. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk got to learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and go to the second floor. The second floor is politics. You then take that money on the first floor and you control your politics. Black folk must quit allowing people to tell them to go out and vote. Vote for what? Nobody's going to do anything for black folk in politics. Politics is controlled by money. Major corporations who got the money. That's what controls politics. If you have no money, you have no say-so, you have no benefits coming. So you take your money and you control and you take your money on the first floor, you buy every politician on the second floor. And any politician you can't buy, you rent or lease them to get what you need. Then once you get the second floor under control with the politician, with your money, then you go to the third floor. The third floor is then is the police department and the court system. You take your money from the first floor and your politics on the second floor and you control the court system and the police department. Then the fourth floor, you t- the fourth floor then is media. You then take the money that you generate off the first floor from business and industries <clears throat> and you go after radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, and cable systems so that you can now inform and communicate with your own people. Right now, <clears throat> black folk only control less than 35,000 of 1% of the media in the United States. Out of 12,000 radio stations, black folk own about something like about 75 or 80. That's all. You own no cable systems. You don't have a daily newspaper. You have nothing of importance. You don't. You got about one black TV station. And you, so you can't communicate with your people. You can't inform your people. You can't do anything. You can have Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the guys talking about racism all day long and bad-mouthing you. And O'Reilly, they can talk, call black folk all kind of names all day long. What are you going to do? You can't respond. You can't even communicate with your own people because you, you don't have an economic base. 51% of all the prisoners in the United States are black people. You know, even though you only make up 12% of the population. That's no accident. It's because you don't control the economics and the politics. And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they, when they, when they over-incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March what? Who cares? Marching has never changed anything. Warm weather plus a growing homeless problem are leaving local libraries in the lurch. Good evening, I'm Yanji Denise. Paula Akana has the night off. The homeless are finding ways to beat the heat just like the rest of us. KITV4's Paul Drew shows us things get complicated when they show up in local libraries. Well, Yanji, the summer reading program may be over, but summer weather keeps people flocking to the state library. That includes Hawaii's homeless who have turned it into a personal hangout as the days heat up. In the morning, when, it, when we open, they're, they're out, there's lines out the door, and then they, they come in. On this day, the majority of patrons are homeless, and we're told that's typical during the week. We usually go in the library and hang out and read a book. 
Reading isn't the only reason homeless head inside during these hot summer days. Well, they got air conditioning in there, and it's some place that you can go that they won't kick you out. It's a cool, dry place with a bathroom. Visitors and residents periodically use library resources or check out books, but the homeless often hang out for hours. Some reading, some sleeping, while many log on to the library computers. A lot, a lot of internet use. It, sometimes they're just circling, looking for an internet. Computer use is normally limited to an hour at a time, but if no one else wants it, then patrons can stay put. But that daily demand by homeless users has some feeling put out. I wish they had more computers. Usually, many times we gotta wait. Along with that problem, library staff hear complaints from people about the disrupting smell from some of the homeless or the hogging of the bathrooms. Now, some simply stay away. We do hear that there are people that don't come anymore because of, of that problem. Libraries can't bar homeless from coming in as long as they're quiet and courteous to others, just like everybody else. Everybody can come in. It's, and we, we do have house rules, and if you obey the house rules, you're welcome. Many love the library, and that's why some are sad to see it turned into a homeless hangout. There's no place for them, and there are people too, so they, they deserve to have some place to go. I mean, but not necessarily the library. Now the problem may be most noticeable at the state library, but other libraries have also been affected by the daytime influx of homeless residents. State doesn't have a dollar amount on that daily impact, but says each branch has had to make adjustments with resources to make sure libraries still run smoothly. Hi, folks. In this video, I'd like to talk about how to have a home with no house payments and no monthly utility bills. You may think that's not possible, but I do it, and lots of other people do it as well. I'm going to show you how it can be done, how it can be done very inexpensively and just kind of a, give you some ideas for things that you can do that uh, society and uh, the economic powers that be don't want you to know. So stay with me for a second and let me walk you through this. First, you need some land. This is my piece of land which is under an acre, about three-fourths of an acre, and that's really all you need to take care of most of the needs you have and for running a small homestead. Now I was lucky enough to get this piece of property uh, from family. It was uh, willed to me when my father passed away. But I have also purchased small pieces of property like this for under $400. I have an acre down in uh, Arizona near Sholo, Arizona that I purchased for under $400. I have five acres near El Paso, Texas that I purchased for under $700. So it's very easy to find a piece of land if you do some looking around. eBay is a good source for finding land. Tax sales are a good source for finding land. Uh, family members may want to sell off a piece of land. Go around looking in rural areas and maybe you'll find a farmer that wants to split off a small piece of land and would gladly sell you one. You don't have to spend a lot of money on land. Okay, This is land that doesn't have utilities run to it. Uh, it doesn't have a blacktop road that runs into it or driveway. It's rough land. That's what you start with usually if you want to buy a small piece of land that you're going to homestead on. After you have your piece of land, then you're going to have to have a house. You can have a big house like most people live in, and you can pay a lot of money for it and have a mortgage, 
and be a slave to the system for another 30 years, or you can decide if you'd like to build a smaller house like mine. Paid for with cash. This is my solar cabin. The cabin cost me $2,000 to build. That does not include the doors and windows which I salvaged off of a trailer that was being torn down. For the cabin, it cost me $2,000. It is 14 by 14. Downstairs is living area, dining area, bathroom, kitchen. Upstairs, I have a loft bedroom and an office. In my other videos, I take you on a complete walkthrough of this cabin, so watch those if you want to see how the cabin is uh, as large as it is and functional on the inside. Up there on my roof, you see my solar panels. That's a 350-watt solar system that provides all of my electricity needs for lights, TVs, water pumps, all miscellaneous gadget, laptop TV, run my vacuum, and everything else off of a 350-watt system. That 350-watt system cost me under $3,000. $2,000 for the cabin, $3,000 for the power system of solar electricity, and I use propane. I have a propane tank in the back of the cabin, and I have a propane furnace, fridge, stove, and on-demand water heater, and those cost me just about $200 for an entire year. And we have cold winters here, folks under $200 for an entire year for all of my propane. That is the only utility bill I have. I do not pay for electricity. I do not pay for water because I drilled my own water well. Before I drilled my own water well, though, I hauled water in. But drilling a water well on a piece of property is not that hard. You can either do it yourself or hire somebody to do it. So I have no monthly utility bills. I have a house that's completely paid for. And I have freedom. A freedom that you can't get when you're under the pressure of a mortgage and utility bills. I want you to take just a minute and think about what you could do with your life if you had no house payments and no utility bills. And I'm telling you, it is completely possible. I'm not going to go into any details of how to get out of the house that you're in. You're going to have to figure that out and talk to some professionals for some help that way. All I'm here to do is tell you it's completely possible. Now, some of you are looking at the cabin and saying, yeah, but I couldn't possibly live in anything that small. This cabin was designed specifically for additions to be built on any of three sides. As you can see, the cabin has no windows on any of the three sides. There is a window in the back door glass. The sides are 14 by 14. The cabin was built to have uh, shed additions built on all three sides. This cabin is 400 square feet approximately inside with 200 square foot footprint. When you add on additions, you could add on an additional 400 square feet on either side and off the back, giving you anywhere from 800 to 1,200 square feet. The great thing about building a small cabin to start out with, though, is it gives you a place to live when you build on your additions. And that way you can wait and live very cheaply without any house payments or utility bills. And then when you have the money, you can build on the additions to expand the cabin. That's very good for a single person or a young couple who don't have children because you don't need a whole lot of space to start off with. This way you can save for it, build on as you want to, have the additions, uh, have the extra room if that's what you want. Now I live full time in this cabin. I live by myself, but my girlfriend comes up here on the weekends and we stay together and let me tell you it's perfectly comfortable. We don't feel cramped at all and we, we'd much rather have a small place like this. 
it takes a lot less money to heat, it takes a lot less money to cool, it's a lot easier to clean, uh, it's just a, a fantastic home. Now I'm not trying to push you into building a home exactly like mine, I'm just trying to provide you with some ideas. If you wanted to come up with different ideas, a different plan, that's, that's just fine by me. But if you are interested in learning how to build a home like mine, I do have an ebook available and a printed book available called Simple Solar Homesteading. Go to www.simplesolarhomesteading.com. You can learn how to build a cabin like mine or at least get some great ideas for building your own home. Now I want to repeat. I own my land. I have a house that I built for under $2,000. I have a solar electric system that I have for under $3,000. I use propane which costs me under $200 a year. I have no house payments. I have no utility bills. If you want a life like this, it is very possible. You can stop listening to the media, and you can stop being put under society's pressures to live in the type of houses that everyone tells you you have to live in. You can live very inexpensively, and you can do this at, an age, at any age, whether you're older or younger. If you're younger and you start in a place like this, imagine the amount of money that you would have to retire on with no house payments, no utility bills, and freedom. Thank you for joining me, folks. Please watch the rest of my videos for more detailed information on each of the systems and a complete walkthrough of the cabin. All right. Um, in today's podcast, we're doing a short one. The $5,000 house preparation. Preparation for the $5,000 house. We're... Uh, it'll be launched before the end of the year. Um, maybe it's as soon as, well, by May. Um, well, we're actually organizing how to put it together, but we're organizing a video. Um, well, let me put it this way. We started off with an audio of uh, homeless people going to libraries. And we do have a lot of homeless people that do frequent libraries all all across the country, actually globally. That's an untapped market of people that um, are seeking information and many of them are looking, looking for you know, housing information. So we're organizing or, or putting together a video on demand website uh, which we had when we had to reactivate it I mean, I didn't realize what I had put together because I put it together myself we have videos on our website because I think that's a, that's what pe people pay attention to videos more than written words but we're going to restructure it um, our website so it'll be a video on demand website as well as an online school and online library, all all in one site. So one of the functions, particularly when I when we when we do our two hour daily podcast, um or when we do two hour daily podcasts, because this is a live stream right now, people will be able to sit at a library. Uh, from Maine to Alaska, and we'll have projects up there weekly where within a two-hour period of time, they can 
interact with us where they can build their own structure within a two-hour period of time, or, or at least a day. It all depends on, um, you know, because we'll have certain um, videos uh, that deal with uh, safety, because you got to start from the beginning. And even smaller projects, because building a, even a, a shed can be an ambitious, an ambitious first project. So for some people, we're going to, and we'll, we'll have videos up there as well as classes on, you know, all right, woodworking. You know, getting people familiar with woodworking, uh, safety, uh, what kind of tools you should be prepared. So some people will have to, you know, they might choose to stair step. It's up to individuals, but, you know, there'll be how to build a birdhouse. Then you progress from that and you, how to build a doghouse. Because you're learning how to work with wood, you're learning how to deal with uh, because safety needs to be first. You know what kind of tools you need, what kind of clothing you need to wear. So you go from birdhouse to doghouse uh, to shed uh, to greenhouse to. So we'll have different type of projects on there. Uh, but for people that need. Let's say, and this is, I I really like to have this vision uh, brought into our 3D reality. You're homeless and you need a place to live by Sunday. What kind of structure can you put together um, and where can you do it legally? So we'll have all that type of information um, on our uh, updated video on demand site. So it'll be an online library, primarily video library, um, live webinar classes, uh, dealing with uh, DIY, do-it-yourself, how-to, group team projects. Because in order to put together some of these projects, uh, particularly if you want to build something within a two-hour or one-day time frame, you're going to have to you're going to have to organize a team. You're going to have to organize the team. So, um, anyway, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, 773, your mic is open. Well, it's a good morning. I think you're on the right track. The right track. I think when you uh, add that young man that was on there, uh, how to build and what it costs, and add his uh, video to the school, I think uh, it'll It'll go across the country very well because I was just talking to uh, one of my schoolmates in Arizona last night, and he lives on the uh, he lives on the uh, border of Mexico. Uh-huh. And I was at how far was it from uh, Oklahoma? And he said it was about ten hours from Oklahoma to Arizona. So okay. I'll be taking a trip. Uh, when I get a little better off and my health gets a little better, I'm going to be taking a trip out to his house because he and I go way back to the old days as to where we, uh, we well, we went to school together. So I fucking back him and go. So uh, I was telling him about the tiny houses. He said, well, come on out here and build some tiny houses because he's right down the street from California. He said, because they didn't burnt the place up down here and they, they need some place to live. And there are busloads of people 
that uh, they would pick them up and drop them off down there because Arizona is a place where the the heat around there is uh, two is two two two, uh, two seasons pretty much. Uh-huh. So he says, "Yep, yeah, I want to go down there and take a peek at what he's doing, what he where he lives." He says he's retired now, and he's not doing any work. So one of these days, I'm gonna get him on the show if you don't mind. No, no, so, I'm, uh, I'm glad to have him. Yeah, so he can listen in. Yeah, so he can listen in to what we're doing, and then maybe maybe the next show he can give an input on how easy it is to get some land there that you can own, build your own house. And I don't right. think that, that, ever. You gotta get. Um, that's the, that's the all important first step. Getting the getting the right piece of land where you can legally. Put up the type of structure that you're going to put it on. Um, and as I've told people several times, I'm going to keep on saying it. The larger the population, the more government is involved, and I, I guess it has to be. Um, you know, with rules and reg- uh, restrictive rules and regulations. So, uh, and of course. With, with the more people that you have, uh, the law of supply and demand kicks, which yeah. means that um, uh, you know prices go up. So well, you, you he, take a place. Yeah, go ahead. He and I were talking about the homeless people that gets dropped off down in Arizona because uh, mm-hmm. they pick them up. They pick them up in, like, Chicago and Missouri, the way it's cold, and they're homeless. So he said, that's a good idea. That's a good project to get started on. So I thought once he listened to the uh, video that you just played and the uh, library that you were going to, and the website that you're putting together and you incorporate all of those together, it's a complete class that people will be able to, Right. Yeah, because uh, right now it's all right. It's ten fifty three a.m. on Eastern Standard Time. I'm on the East Coast where I'm at, and it's uh, you know uh, almost eleven o'clock here, uh, almost ten o'clock where you are uh, in Chicago. So yeah, you've got, I mean, countless libraries. Public libraries that are open right now, and you Correct. have um, you have homeless people that are at the computer terminals right now. You have people on there that they might not be homeless, but they're looking for some solution. They might be looking for um, they might be looking for a place to live, uh, a house to buy, a place to rent, a room to rent. That 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 demographic is uh, sitting there by the tens of thousands and hundreds, if not thousands, of libraries. Uh, matter of fact, you know what, let me look at, um, matter of fact, I'm gonna, let me extend the time here. Um, right here let me, because I don't want us to run out of time. All right, I extended the time on this podcast. I tell you what, let me... Um, Okay, I'm going to play an audio here. 
And uh, hold on, I don't want to get a long one. Uh, let me see. Let me. Okay, let me play. I'm going to play this. This was about three minutes. This is a. Uh... Oh, hold on. Oh, oh. Let me get a more. Something that's not too long, maybe two or three minutes, because what I want to look, I want to get some statistics. Um, okay, here's one. Let me play this like two minute, almost uh, almost three minute song, a musical interlude, and I'm gonna come back with some uh, statistics on libraries because we we really want to tap into this untapped market. Right, I found a statistic on the number of libraries of all types in the USA, but I want to do some calculations, so I'm going to play this one little clip here about the black church, and then we'll be back with our numbers. Chicken wings for that money, even though they was no good. 
but you do get something for your money. But when you put your money in the church bucket, what do you get back? Hope in a future after you die. And my position on that, if I have to die to experience heaven, I don't need that religion. Mm. Anyone who tells me that I should be content with accepting hell on earth, when the white man has his heaven here, and the Chinese man has his heaven here, and the Arab and East Indian has his heaven here, and they're even building their heaven in my ghetto, and you're telling me I got to die in order to experience what they are getting right now? That's a religion I don't need because that's a religion for servitude. And so we have to put the black church to task and ask them, what are you doing without Jesus money? Let me tell you what they're doing with your Jesus money. Every black church in America has their money in a white bank. It is the white banks that are funding the regentrification ethnic cleansing movement. So all of us go to church. We put $3 million in the church coffers every Sunday. $3 million goes to a white bank every Sunday. And guess what they do on Monday? They take $3 million of black people's white Jesus money, and they give loans to white land developers and businesses and entrepreneurs to come into the ghetto where the church is located, buy up all the property, and force grandma out on the street homeless. Now, grandma been going to that church for 30 years. Grandma been giving that church $50 every Sunday. And lo and behold, grandma had to finally face the reality that it was your Jesus money that put your ass on the street. Mm. Okay, and Grandma could be one of those people at the library. Okay, I've looked up some, just worked up a couple of stats here. Um, in the United States, there's over 119,000 libraries of all types. There's public libraries, there's law libraries, medical libraries, municipal libraries of all types. So what I did was, and I'll, 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 I'll think out loud right now, and that's why I'm, I'm glad we're jumping on one of the suggestions that you put out there, plus we, we have our own little library ourselves. Uh, anyway, so what I did was I just put the number, and still of 119,000, I said uh, 100,000 libraries, and let's divide that that by 50 states. Uh, So let's say there's on average 2,000 libraries in all 50 states as an average, just as an average per state. And let's say just one person tuned into this podcast or the, the video on demand library that we're sitting up online and because they're they're sitting there right now as we speak on this live stream you have people right now looking for us but we have to get ourselves in position where you can find us for visuals so we're not visual yet we're working on it so we got 2,000 let's say just 2,000 people at 2,000 libraries, actually, you know what, probably we can set up 2,000 libraries, 2,000 one-room libraries, okay. And but right now you got at least uh, with with on in the Eastern Time Zone, that's from Florida all the way up to Maine, and in Central Time Zone, you know, uh, you got from um, Louisiana, Mississippi, all the way up to um, 
Minnesota, all right, and all states in between. So that's easily there are over 2,000 libraries open right now in the United States. We're not even clouding mountain time yet or Pacific time uh, or Hawaii or Alaska time because they're not up yet. I mean, for business. And I open that just for business. 2,000. So let's just go by what this man said. He built his solar cabin for $2,000. And he put $3,000 worth of uh, solar on there so he can, you know, run his laptop, computer, refrigerator, a microwave, that type of stuff. So $5,000 so. So let's take one person, just one person per library. And multiplied by what he he put out of his pocket, five thousand dollars. So two thousand people. That's one per person per two thousand libraries, times five thousand dollars. That's ten million dollars of potential sitting at a computer terminal right now. And if he did that five days a week. That's fifty million dollars over a course of a month, two hundred million over a course of a year, over two point four billion. That's an unreal lives, and that's just in two time zones, Eastern and Central. That's it. So, um. We're gonna we're gonna tap into that market because um, it, it really is an untapped market. It's a, it's an untapped market for education, uh, housing opportunities, business opportunities, um, to say the least. Pleasant, any uh, comment? Well, I I think it's I think it's a, a brand new opportunity to create some. So to create some uh, communities and cities that we own, because right. look at look at what look at what you just said. That man built his cabin for five thousand dollars. So five thousand right. dollars, he got invested in a capitalistic system. Right. Yeah, and, and and look how many people that's going to influence to do what he's done once it's online. Because right. all the information is out, already out there. So yeah, the information is out there. That, that's what I love about the age we're living in with this internet and and, um, yeah. and these electronics that we have access to. But like I so said, you can go to a public library and take advantage of yeah. this stuff. Well, let's let's think about what you were talking to Patrick about his his mother creating that school. You know, we had discussed we had discussed on this show about a right. one house, uh, one room schoolhouse. One room schoolhouse. Uh, yeah, a library with a one room schoolhouse and demand on uh, online demand. So that's nothing to stop anybody, not anybody, to uh, build their own home with uh, within a. I'm gonna give it a within a year. I'm gonna say you got some. Fairly decent credit, and they're going to buy a house 
run out of the city limits of Chicago, like Ford Heights, for instance. They can go to Ford Heights and build that house for $5,000. And there's a city that's sitting there, empty, nothing in it. You, you have pulled it up several times to look at it. Now, if you take land like that and you build a community, you can get away from the high tax. Now, let's let's look at what what happened to the stock market the other day. A lot of people are not familiar with the stock market. That one little schoolhouse can be a, a source to teach people how uh, stock actually works. And we can put that in the schoolhouse so that you know when Trump got on, on TV with his speech the other night and made his speech and talking about this is a good place a good place and time in America to make some investments, well, the stock market crashed just yesterday. Uh-huh. Lowest it's ever, lowest it's ever been. Now, if it's if the stock market crashed, you know who's going to buy up the stock? Those billionaires that he has brought into his cabinet. Right. He was talking about he created all those jobs. Those jobs are going to be put in place by the billionaires that buy up the stock. Who gets paid? The billionaires get paid again because they just ripped you off for making an investment, a capitalistic investment. All of that can be incorporated on the website. Right. All of it. So that people can get educated about how stocks, mutual funds, and all that stuff work. There was no reason for the crash stock market. None. Because people have, yeah, people didn't leave. They're still, they're proud still been used as it was before. Nobody nobody left the country, place else. So now you're going to run the stock market back up so that it'll be so high that the regular people can't buy it. Right. Is, isn't that a turnaround for your, for your money? You know, I, I, I yep. felt the pinch when I, when Trump, Bush was in office, when I uh, had my money invested, and I lost five thousand dollars. Five grand. Five thousand dollars would have built that tiny house. So there's right. so much there's so much opportunity here. That is unbelievable. And you sit down and you put the figures together and uh and take you we can take something from uh, Patrick, what he was talking about, his mother built that school and the education right. system and re and re educate our people on how they can be wealthy and get off the grid of paying, they're putting their money to where they get no return. That's a great opportunity. One of the great great opportunities I've seen that that you can collaborate and invest in your own home and build new cities, create new industry, create new jobs, and everything will be under the thumbs of ownership. You have a voice in a capitalistic system that has never existed before in your life. Yeah, well, it, because like I said, we, bought, we put out the stats this morning, so it, it's like it's 
that market um it's um actually the numbers can even be frightening i didn't yeah. put some of the i just i i just reduced the numbers down and you know announced what's sitting there so um anyway well uh we're we're going to um what first week in march we'll be um putting up our first one to two structures um and like i say for people that uh that can't um do our uh, come to our physical locations they'll be able to come up to our um our revamped uh, website, which uh, will have everything uh, uh, you yeah, need. And to, you know, you the yeah, this, this is an opportunity for people that don't and have never and don't have a place to live, and they can live. They can live bank financing free. Something that they've been looking for years and they never found it. This is the American dream right here. Yeah. Well, and, it's, like I said, it's, uh, it, it, you got all these people at a library right now. You got a lot of homeless people at a library. You got people that are looking for a new place to live, could, like I said, from a room rental, a house rental, or what have you. Um, and the, the raw materials are at... Um, at a library. They've always been at libraries, but uh, we're organizing what we do where it's consolidated and you can get it in in one place online and then also tap into a network offline on how to implement the information that you see on our website. I mean, on when we relaunch uh, our website. So um, it's amazing that market's there, and nobody, nobody's really t- tapped it because um, it's so fractionalized. People go to a library for a housing project. I mean, let's say somebody there, there's several hundred people, thousands probably, that are at public libraries right now, and they're on there and they they're looking to get numbers on shelters. What's the closest shelter to them where they might be able to get in for tonight? Because it's wintertime here in the United States, and um, that's what they use the library for. However, at that same library, there's information on how to build your own house without Bank finance, you know, how to build a cabin, how to build a cottage, uh, how to build time, all that stuff. But, it, but you know, it's, it's uh, and at libraries, particularly public libraries, there are uh, meeting rooms available where uh, as long as you're not using them, charging money to use a room, you can, you can have meetings and organize a group. Uh, using the facilities at a library, so that anyway, that's that's what we're doing with our own thing. 
Um, yeah. We're basically one room schoolhouse and a library, and basically that that that's our niche because that is um, that's an opportunity better than the McDonald's franchise. I mean, yes, and it's been sitting there in plain sight before we were born. It, it, it's out there right now, so I'm excited about it. And yeah. plus, any closing right. word statements before we we tune off for today? Yeah, let's let's fellas says let's get the website up and then we can start advertising what we have. And uh because I'm gonna I'm gonna attach that website to our to our website. Okay, great. And um matter of fact I gotta get um matter of fact uh we might start advertising as soon as this weekend. Uh, meetup groups. I got. I think I got my thousand here to the website now. Okay. So look at look at the look at the people that has been looking at what we are doing and what we are talking about. And this this right. has turned every, this has turned every. You know when you build a community, you know how you build a community. You you first you uh, build a community by putting some industry there. You put some industry there right. so where people can have it, and then you start building houses around it. Then people yeah. start to gravitate to where they don't have to travel a long way to have a job and make some money. Right. I've seen it over and over again. Gentrification, oh, man, please. this And do not incorporate the community. Leave it unincorporated. So that you don't have all of those restrictions. Yeah, you go. Yeah, like I say, the larger communities, uh, you get tied down with overregulation. All right, well, we're going to end it for right. today, but tomorrow we'll be back because um, we're going to continue on this topic of preparation uh, for when we we set up our our offline stuff in um, March. Um, okay. Okay, talk to you later. And everyone...